everybody, welcome back to Minecraft Podcast. I'm your host, Golden, and today we have a very special series starting up um, and kind of going a different route, and it's going to be called Community Insight. Um, it's just a little sub-series, just to kind of fill in the gaps, because unfortunately right now there's really no info going on. And so for the initial episode, we have uh, Air from uh, Working As Intended, which is in the Convert to Raid Moonfang Guild. How are you doing, Air? I'm doing fantastic today. How about yourself? Oh, well, very good. Thank you. And so this whole series, just to kind of let everybody know that's listening, might be thinking, oh, they're going to have some more news or some more info. This is kind of just going into, you know, introducing some members of the community that are out there currently um, kind of, you know, helping specifically monks, you know, go and give, you know, facilitating information and experiences. And then kind of going into something more of since we're kind of, you know, that I would say more of like a niche market of going for, you know, theory crafting, rating experiences only, and kind of going into those challenges and everything. And since you are a 10-man Windwalker monk, and again, <laughs> we'll get into the whole mythic thing later, so that's a, that's a question for later, if, you know, all that kind of stuff. But you are a heroic rating monk, and so we want to kind of... I've always, you know, had these questions about people that are doing like a 10-man rating atmosphere and seeing how everything kind of plays out with that. And so wanted to have you on the show, and thanks for joining us today. Oh, it's totally, totally a pleasure to be here. Happy to uh, chat and talk. And yeah, thanks for inviting me on. Yeah, no problem. And then so for people that maybe not might not know you or, you know, what kind of a podcast you're associated with, go ahead and like kind of do a brief explanation of like, you know, who you are and like kind of like what you do. So hi, I'm Air. Uh, I've been part of the CTR Guild now for about a year and a half is when I joined. And that's was really my first foray into raiding. And uh did normals and then eventually started doing heroics and um in my uh never-ending quest for knowledge for all things monk i was able to hook up with some uh great guys in the ctr guild and i was able to hell start co-hosting the monk meditation pod- podcast which we tend to be a bit more for the you know the normal level raider the flex level raider uh throwing in hints here and there for heroics and things like that but try to just really uh do the more general info and uh, boss strategy guides for mm-hmm. things like that for all monks. So we uh, kind of take it all the really serious theory crafting information <laughs> and kind of toning it down a little bit yeah. so it's a lot easier for, for people to understand. Yeah, because sometimes we get into like, oh, you want to get to this percentile or you want to hit these this mm-hmm, haste mm-hmm. level rating or, you know, but then people go, oh, I just want to hit that and I'm not going to worry about max hit expertise or something. And, you know, we kind of have like a knowledge baseline at least when i do the you know the normal monkcraft podcast is kind of like you're supposed to know you know the basic stuff totally, and so totally. you know mug meditation is a great show i you know listen to it all the time whenever it's on and it's you know it's, it's one of those ones that if you want to go just you know facilitate into like say brewmaster mistweaver just kind of know those side of the specs of savior and windwalker specifically yeah definitely you know go ahead and check them out it's always entertaining too which is what i really like i really like the entertaining oh, podcast so uh, really, really nice there. So we'll kind of dive right into the serious questions, or well, I mean, not really too serious, but just want to get your input on things. Yeah, uh, the yeah, first yeah. one is going to be actually your rating experience, like just before maybe Miss or Cataclysm Wrath. Like, how far back have you gone as far as like your rating experience? And then obviously your monk experience and everything like that. Like, when did you start the monk? You know, your your rating experiences on the monk, etc. Yeah. So like, I am. I'm a relative baby to the game. Like I started um, actually about two years ago this month. Um, so right at the very end of Kata. And um, 
I played a uh, Retribution Paladin back then, and I had no idea what rating was. Uh, it took about two and a half months to level to 85. Um, and uh, I first saw Raid Finder. I had no idea what that was, so I saw all these people doing just awesome-looking gear and uh, never really took the time to uh, listen to any podcasts, uh, check anything rating out related until it was uh, after Mop Hit. And uh, so uh, the, the week Mop Hit, I was on vacation, but I two weeks after it came out, I uh, rolled a monk. It was, I knew I wanted to play a monk. The class sounded amazing. It sounded like a lot of fun. I liked the, uh, the story behind it. So I rolled a monk and became that LFR hero because with all the information coming out, you know, that's what they were talking about. So it wasn't until I joined the CTR guild uh, that the following February that I really started raiding, got on my first normal team, a 25-man team. And uh, last uh, last fall, um, had some life schedule changes, so I had to change teams, and we ended up forming uh, with a group of nine other you know, more serious-minded players mm-hmm. in the CTR guild to start Heroic. So I've only been heroically raiding um, since last fall. Uh, basically with the start of siege mm-hmm. okay okay so you basically jumped right into siege and then started pushing that heroic that you know and basically the end game which is you know mm-hmm. what you know most people that i you know i talk to that's like the only reason they play the game they don't really care mm-hmm. about the you know the experiences the side quests things like that they I mean yep. they like doing other things like maybe you know doing some challenge modes and whatnot but nothing that you know the rating is what they're here for so uh when you when you first got into the rating were you doing it mainly for like the atmosphere or just to get like you said the cool gear is that what you're mainly going for or like <laughs> it's, it's 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 always fun to feel more powerful definitely um first getting into rating is like you hear about it it's what everyone's doing there's a lot of that community aspect to it it's about you know being part of a group of people for a common goal which it really appeals to me so that's kind of what got me started and maybe that's not what lfr was for but it's kind of it's, uh, some semblance of that but getting into the normals getting with a you know group of people and having fun with those people week after week uh, mm-hmm. it's definitely addicting and then um when you get into the the higher level progression the challenge especially at the beginning of a raid you know, our server area peak, it's, it's, uh, there's a really, a couple really good 25 man teams alone. And, but up until about a month ago, the 10 man, uh, garage kill was up for grabs. And so we were fighting for a long time for that kind of server first 10 man team with the original team. Uh, so, and having that to push you week after week, have trying to get, you know, within our guild, the, the guild first, normal kill the guild first boss kill was a something very fun and very motivating to continue to try harder and harder each week yeah i guess that is you know it's one of those things that you know people lose track of i mean i you know i remember Mm -hmm. those in like lothar when i back in the day in vanilla when i was you know pushing that kind of stuff and you know i the only real team I was actually on myself was on Might back in the day uh, in BC, where we were actually pushing for that server first. And you know, unfortunately, being on a server with Blood Legion, it's <laughs> you're never going to be server first just because they're one of the, you know they're going for world first, let alone mm-hmm, server mm-hmm. first. But uh, yeah, it, definitely having that where you could say you know we're the first guild on the server to be able to defeat a boss, especially Heroic Garage, which is you know by far one of the toughest that I've encountered in a very long time. Mm-hmm, um, is mm-hmm. is one of those very interesting. Um, aspects to it that 
you know, sometimes I think people lose track of it. You know, a lot of people are maybe more competing for say, oh, we're going to shoot for top 20 or top 30 overall or US or things like that. But actually going for those server first um, is definitely one of those. uh, Now, do you, is it, when you, when you say going for that and kind of having that drive, um, have you ever had now in, cause you said siege is, you know, your first one you're really shooting for, for the heroic mm-hmm. progression. Have you, what boss in this current tier have you, have you had like that adrenaline rush that, you know, when you defeated it, like you're just like shaking or anything like that, or you're a little jittery after you killed it. Well, like myself, <laughs> um, uh, you know, we had a couple guys who've done heroic rating for a while. Um, for me, it's like every boss kill felt really good. A couple of them, Siege Crafter was a big one. Um, mm-hmm. At that time, that had given us the most amount of trouble. And um, uh, myself being on the belts for that, um, <laughs> you know, I, I kind of see from a different point of view. I'm yeah. just kind of doing my own thing, watching the, the boss health hopefully drop. Um, so that was a big one. The Our first Thok kill was really big because uh, it gets a little bit hectic. But, mm-hmm. you know, most first kills are always the, there's only one or two people left. <laughs> are up, our paladin bubbled. Okay, he's going to get this. Um, Shamanonk at the last second just to do like Shamanonk. a lightning bolt or something like yeah, that. Yeah, something crazy like that. Um, and, I mean, even if we're on a farm clear, though, it's, it's I love the, the, whether it's normal, whether it's heroic, it's just fun to raid, fun to fight. Mm-hmm. And um, whether it's a, a last minute, your last person alive, uh, kill on normal garage that adrenaline still is still going you're hoping to get it doesn't matter what team you're on uh, it's it's always a lot of fun um, paragons is probably my favorite kill except for the fact that i had the flu the day we did it so <laughs> the the uh, uh, emotion had to be curtailed a little bit uh, for the sake of not killing myself <laughs> um, but i mean every every fight's been really fun I could probably siege crafter sticks out as the one that gave us the most amount of trouble in the beginning. Okay. Yeah. So it's, it's one of those things to where, you know, experiencing each encounter has its own reward. Now, mm-hmm. was there one of the fights in actually siege that you said, this is, is this a heroic boss? Like compared to, you know, cause you kind of made the step up from normal modes, yep. you know, 25 and then jumping into 10, you're like, is this this doesn't seem like a this seems like a trash pack or anything? I mean, because there are a few in there, at least for twenty five man heroic that kind of felt like this is a lot easier than we should expect. Galacross mm-hmm. being the one that I was, you know, I think we had more. My raid team had more problems with the doors getting the double doors, yeah, or as I call them, Oprah doors, where it's like everybody gets one. <laughs> Having that bug encounter in the first week was that was that the same thing for ten man for you, or just like there's that fight or maybe another fight that just seemed like this is a little too easy for heroic. Yeah, I think our first kill uh, on Galacras, uh first or second kill was a 19-minute kill because of the door problems. So, uh, <laughs> but the, uh, you know, the, the nourishing, I think, once we were able to find out how to eke out the DPS mm-hmm. uh, that early, that there's no change for that at all. Uh, Juggernaut was one that was fun because the first time we attempted it, we had no idea how we were possibly <laughs> going to survive that amount of damage. Um, but once you do it, once you get the rotations, once you learn how to do it, that was it became a really fun fight, especially when you just sit back in a corner for siege, uh, for the siege phase. Um, but otherwise, I think probably uh, Nazgrim wasn't too different once you figured out how to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, you just put a tank in the back keep them separated not too much difference but otherwise all the other ones uh spoils has the extra mechanic and just things hit so much harder thok is 
don't even want to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> Siege Crafter is just fire everywhere on top of fire. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, it's it's the the easiest fights. I think definitely see, ended up being like Nazgrim, uh, Nurishen, and uh, but they all have their own little bits of mechanic yeah. to learn to master. And if you if you mess any single one up, you know, it's a pretty big deal. Mm-hmm. And even Immersius will still give you trouble. Like weeks later, you know, if you mess up one thing, up oh, everyone's dead. You gotta, you know, you spend a half hour in Immersius, and that never feels fun. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. I mean, I I don't think, I mean, Immersius was one of those fights. I think just thrown together, and mm-hmm. this is really strange. Just how the fight in itself is. You, know, you kill ads, then you heal ads, and then you do the boss, and then don't stand in pools. I mean, it just seemed like kind of like a thrown to like they had all these mechanics that they stuck together and made it a boss at the beginning of the instance <laughs> yeah 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 it's uh it's, it's it's not even a fun fight there's <laughs> nothing about that fight that is fun um so i guess then you know that kind of goes over the siege and the the ideas of how siege kind of shaped up um mm-hmm. I mean, obviously you haven't yet achieved that heroic garage so that'll probably be the i think that probably knowing how it was you know so relieving for myself when we first killed it it'll probably be the same way for you when you ev- eventually kill it um oh yeah it's like oh finally it's over we're done with siege you know oh, finally he's he's out of the way we don't have to worry about him um yeah the he he's destroyed one team so far <laughs> um a, a few teams have definitely taken up but mm-hmm. my personally the the original team we had um from the beginning of siege until about a uh, mid-march uh after around a little over 270 pulls. Um, some life changes happened. Some motivation was lost. So some mm-hmm. people had to leave. So uh, uh, five of us reformed. And that, that's where working as intended comes from. And right now we're putting <laughs> together a team. And a few of us have a bit of, uh, a bit of a chip on our shoulder, as it were. Yeah. So we're hoping to get that KLB4 6.0 hit still. And let, let uh, Gary know that you're, you're not uh... – not going to crumble before him like uh, yeah, exactly <laughs> um yeah and i guess that's one of the challenges as well which i wanted to get into um for 10 man rating in, in general because in 25 man usually you have like say a three or four man bench generally mm-hmm. and if you lose one or two people for your main roster it's okay you could just replace them so easily but yep. in 10 man with so few raiders if say you know when you lost that first person, was it a huge blow to your to your team, or was it more of like okay, well we can replace them with this person, or how was it when like that first person said either you know real life situation or that the, you know the the challenge was just too great for them, you know, or they lost motivation? Like how was that actually for your raid team? Was it more of like a a like a psychological blow more than anything? Well. Usually, if someone had a vacation, uh, we just would pull from the very talented pool of raiders within the CTR guild. Um, so that was never too much of a problem. If we had someone, usually myself, uh, out for a day uh, for whatever reason. But the problem with this was that it was actually our raid leader who uh, <laughs> had to quit uh, or had to, had to change his schedule. So yeah, that was a, a bit of a blow. And uh, as soon as that happened, someone else followed right away, and we knew someone else had to go, and bam, there's three people you have to replace. And we, yeah, we did not run a bench at all. We kept the same nine people uh, throughout the entire, you know, seven months that we were together, uh, switching out a warlock for a warlock (laughs) a couple times. Um, But it just uh, became a bit much when you had, at the same exact time, three people, and then, you know, a fourth or who kind of does not want to really push that kind of progression anymore. Mm-hmm. So 
yeah, it, so, yeah, it hit pretty hard. Yeah, so kind of, I guess for you, it was just bad. I mean, I guess you say bad luck in a sense to where, you know, mm-hmm. your main, basically the shot caller, the main, you know, raid leader, that's, you know, a huge person leaving, you know, the team. And then just all of a sudden, like one person's like, well, if they're leaving, I'm just going to leave too. And, you know, things like that. And it's kind of like that, like the last straw for a lot of, a lot of members, you know, exactly what it was. Yeah, It's just, and, yeah, uh, and that, it's unfortunate. I mean, I've been seeing that a lot, even in 25, I mean, a lot of 25 men teams have mm-hmm. had the same issues where, Garage is just one of those bosses that it just takes so much out of your guild. Mm-hmm. You know, the last time I seen this many, many guilds uh, fold was actually Ragnaros because phase four of Ragnaros was so unforgiving with the triangle mm-hmm. strategy. And until they actually nerfed it to, it doesn't matter how many people you have in the area, you know, then guilds were still, you know, not able to kill it after, you know, three, four, 500 pulls of it. Yeah. And yeah. So I'm um, seeing something like the, you know, garage be that same way. Um, you know, it's unfortunate. Um, now, the one question I want to ask, though, is because, you know, just this last week, I mean, I'm not sure exactly where you're at currently with your progression on it or how you felt. But did the uh, 5.4.8 uh, Valor upgrades actually help your team out a lot more? It's been nice. I mean, we we just started Heroics again this week. Um, cleared the first three bosses on Heroic and then uh, just did a regular normal clear. Some of the guys, you know, where um, everyone except myself are running with alts. Uh, to kind of enjoy the gearing up process, and I am mm-hmm. um, just that thick-headed to uh, <laughs> uh, keep the same character and just uh, roll face in the beginning. So, um, but it's been—I mean, the, the difference that the the extra item levels have made—it's with seeing on uh, like my character going back to some of the other geared characters has been huge. And had had that happened, um, you know, about a month month and a half ago. Um, mm-hmm. I probably would be uh, looking at a Gary Garash kill with our original team at this point. Yeah, and I think that, that makes such a huge difference. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you 100% there. I think maybe that's, I mean, I don't know what they're, you know, why they waited so long because it seemed like after maybe three or four months that they this would be something that they would go in with. Because mm-hmm. it's, yeah. you know, it's an, it is a nerf to the content, but it's not really a nerf. It's more of like a power boost for the players. Yeah, and um, that, that, that they said semantically it feels better. It yeah. boosts the players that are nerfing the content. Exactly. Just, everyone feels happy and rainbows and you're all <laughs> set to go. Um, and then so I guess then that kind of rolls into the next question of kind of like the 10-man rating challenges that you kind of had as far as the going in, in for of like comp issues. Like say you didn't have a warlock and you needed his portal mm-hmm. for something, or you didn't have a hunter and you needed the slow traps. Was there some of the bosses that you encountered that where you went, you know, this is almost impossible without a certain class available. We probably could have used a smoke bomb here or there. No, um, no, no, that's, no, you no, never no, say no, sorry, that. Sorry. sorry. <laughs> no, you cannot um, nerf smoke bombs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, the biggest thing is, especially near the end, uh, we, we did, a. uh, uh Black Fuse and Paragons without a Warlock. Wow. And we did, uh, we were working, um, uh, getting into P2 of Garage without a Warlock at all. Mm-hmm. And so we were running, um, our original team was myself as a Windwalker. Uh, we had a Frost Death Knight, uh, Arcane Mage, uh, Hunter, um, switching between Survival and Beastmaster. Let's see, Shaman Heals. Um, but then to also be switching to Shaman DPS in a full-time, uh, let's see, Elemental Shaman DPS. Yeah, chain, chain lightning everywhere. <laughs> and uh, let's see, Pally Tank, uh, Brewmaster Tank, and then uh, Druid Healer with uh, uh, Priest Healer as well, uh, Disc Priest. 
So we that was our, our base. I think I got everyone. Uh, that was our basic comp for the last few bosses. Before then, we, we just switched out one of the, the sh- uh, shaman for a warlock usually. So we had we had a really good combination. We found that magic combination of people who we like to raid with. Who brought all the buffs? Who brought a lot of the extra utility? But by the end, I think that's maybe what hurt us in the end was not having a specific class to do. Uh, you know, a warlock is extremely useful in garage, yeah, or for utility and sheer damage output. So that probably hurt us too. You didn't stack the OP classes like all the other guilds that were probably no. doing it as well, where you know three rogues and two warlocks is their DPS to p- p- coefficient of their raid team with two disc mm-hmm. priests or something like that. Insane. Um, now, now, yeah, I mean, that, that is very interesting that, you know, running, I mean, I can't even imagine black fuse without a warlock just because, well, <laughs> well actually we did do it on a farm and it was, it, it was a few wipes because people actually had to run over to the port, to the pipes. And then we had to do the same thing as well too. Myself, mm-hmm. I was able to stay in the belts the entire yeah. time and we were having some issues. So we had to basically swap out, uh, our hunter with our DK <laughs> running back and forth. And for the DK, um, that's, that's a bit of a run yeah. for a relatively <laughs> slow class. Um, uh, this time we're going to be working through the ping issues a bit better. And, uh, I think we're going to keep it with just a monk and a hunter on the belts the entire time. So, yeah, it's just one of those things to where, you know, thinking about it from 25 man perspective, not really, you know, seeing, okay, well, you know, we can grab a class. I mean, even though we only have one warlock currently in our guild, Mm -hmm. in our Mm -hmm. raid team, just because the other ones just, you know, end up either quitting, retiring or not making, you know, the trial, the trial grade for our guild, um, just end up having to where we just have one, you know, permanent, um, now going with that forward, um, what are your thoughts on the world, uh, you know, warlords of Draenor expansion with the, it seems like the neutralization of certain classes bringing a lot more benefit than others. Do you think it's going to be more of a, a helpful for your guild and your raid team? Um, or is it going to be something that's going to be, do you think it kind of, I guess neutral, not neutralizes, but removes the flavor of some of the classes. Um, it, I mean, it, it definitely removes some of the flavor for sure, but I think it's, it's flavor. You know, if you have too much flavor, you can't taste anything. <laughs> That's a good one. Um, <laughs> and, uh, so I think being able to not penalize the smaller groups with that and to basically make it so, hey, you want, you really do want one of every class in your raid. You want the representation mm-hmm. there. Um, in the smaller groups, in the flex groups, leading up to Mythic, where you're set to 20 people, you want to have at least this. Uh, the, the the people who are pushing for the number ones, they're going to find out which is the most OP class and still try to stack that anyways. But it's going to keep the majority of people, I think, from saying, ooh, yeah, this class isn't so hot. We're, we're, we're not going to bring, you know, you have to sit today and tomorrow and next month <laughs> unless they're mages so, like well i mean they just reduce the amplification but yeah. that seems like that's one of the spells people are all crying about like warlocks and shadow priests and moonkins are like nerf mages look at the amplification that they're getting or amplify magic well, yeah, but uh, you're already gonna bring a mage for <laughs> for time warp yeah. and things like that so i mean since you you already need one mm-hmm. i mean the other the classes that are complaining you know the warlocks you you need a warlock yeah uh you know it's you know, the amplification is really nice. I think it adds a nice synergy. Um, but as far as pure utility goes, uh, uh, they would bring, you know, great DPS, I guess, if you call that as utility, but time warp and uh, the ability to achieve some mechanics with uh, ice block, etc. So, I mean, it kind of evens them out. 
You know, it's yeah. just not it's not a ten percent movement speed buff, but <laughs> uh, I mean, it's it's nice to see some things that are different. And I guess, for sure, but yeah, yeah. I mean, I, and I actually what you just mentioned too kind of brings it right into a nice little transition to the next question that I had, which was, uh, what do you think, or how do you think Windwalkers have evolved? throughout the current expansion so through mop from your your perspective mm-hmm. and like what are your thoughts on uh, just playing it you know from you know the initially through five two all the way up to siege all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff and how did you like did you always think like was windwalker always your main choice to be did you dabble in a little bit of you know uh you know Mistweaver or brewmaster at times or are you thinking about going those roles or was it just solely windwalker it's been solely Windwalker. I've always had the DPS kind of mentality, and um, I guess um, confession time, I used to play without a mouse and only with a trackpad, so I, I couldn't heal because I didn't have enough buttons or quick enough ability to click raid frames. Uh, that, that did stop eventually <laughs> uh, when I started raiding. I did buy a mouse, but um, so I just, I've never really had the the drive to do too much tanking uh and when i've tried healing especially with, as a mist weaver the uh that went good for about one week before the guild decided to find a different healer so <laughs> something i definitely would need to practice at but i've always liked the you no know, damage fighting stuff um trying to maximize the amount of dps you're doing while minimizing the damage incoming um and when you have a meter on the side that you might look at every now and then, it makes it does make it a very competitive thing, especially with friends, with people you're raiding with, uh, which I think helps you personally improve. Um, you're not at the expense of cheese and mechanics, not at the expense of the raid team as a whole, but if you're able to do everything right and you're able to be close with someone, I think it just brings you both up too, which is a lot of fun, a lot of that personal kind of challenge. So seeing, seeing the monks go from you know the beginnings to now uh, to see how we've changed uh was really really nice so do you think that again going into warlords for the monk i mean especially with like you mentioned the increased movement speed to the party which is very interesting how that's going to kind of play out um do you think monks are going to be in a good spot in warlords based on everything that you've read i mean are you getting just more excited about how you're going to be able to perform in warlords yeah, I mean, I'm I'm really excited for the the kind of disarmament of the other classes to kind of bring everything in line. But as far as what we're bringing, the, the movement speed is interesting. I'm I'm gonna see kind of see how that works out. It's just cool to see. I'm always up for a speed boost. Um, but the the fact that we are looking to be the AOE and cleave gods of <laughs> everything, it's very exciting. Um. Um, and I, th- I think that in general we'll be we'll be in a very good position. You know, we're not we're we're bringing the same buffs we always have. Uh, we're bringing some extra utility um, in case you don't happen to have a hunter, a rogue, or uh, a warlock with the extra magical damage taken. I mean, it's, it's little things that they've done. I think that will keep us good to go in some of the smaller groups. But overall, make us still that you at least want one for just about every team especially if it comes to the uh you know the cleave fight to the ad fights which you know orcs tend to travel in numbers so <laughs> hopefully that'll be the case yeah it's, it's going to be one of those interesting things to see how everything plays out in the rating atmosphere of uh, mm-hmm. warlords because of you know they're still doing a lot of changes i mean they just recently did a lot of changes to some other classes 
uh, removed some buttons and things like that. Kind of like you said, the disarmament of, you know, all these buttons that we have, you know, the use for and some of them that just don't really have a use for. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess and that kind of goes into one of the main questions I wanted to ask. And, you know, you're you're doing heroic right now, 10 man heroic. Yep. Are, now, are you guys going to be planning on going to do mythic in Warlords or are you just going to be going up the scale and see if if you know mythic is for you like what are your plans for what as far as a raid team so right now we, we're learning from the mistakes we made the first time and so we're actually creating a bench uh for, for this go around and so right now we're planning on you know 10 man raid team with five a five person bench to frequently rotate in and out as needed to most efficiently get the bosses down and from there yeah we are planning on scaling up five people um to mythic okay. uh so that that is definitely our plan it's our main goal uh we all love this this hard mode rating uh it's a lot of fun we love the challenge behind it and um like about half the team has been heroic rating for a long time uh, a couple of us it's new to us and we've just been hooked by it mm-hmm. so you know and and what when he came to it, when he decided to reform, we thought about you know going straight to a twenty-five man team, but uh, but that's that's really hard to do, especially at the end of an expansion. And uh, so we decided to instead of hit twenty-five, keep a five-person bench from there, or twenty-five and scale down. Yeah. We're we're looking to do the opposite, where we do ten with a, with a you know a relatively healthy bench and scale up come warlords that's when all the players will be coming back as well yeah i mean and that's i think that's one of the things i see a lot of a lot of new guilds or a lot of guilds saying oh we're starting up 25 recruiting mm-hmm. and knowing myself from 25 man recruiting you know we're already at i think we're at like 29 or something like that maybe even 30 mm-hmm. currently we do have some people retiring in warlords so we know they're not going to be yep. there but i mean like you said scaling down is gonna be a lot difficult because then you say these five extra people or these 10 extra people sorry but you're not going to be raiding with us at least currently i mean we'll try to get you in but you're not going to be a main raider it's yep. a little easier to, to scale up also because of all the little initial raids how they have all the flexibility you can bring your whole raid team in and start adding mm-hmm. people as you need so is that something that exactly. you're really looking forward to is, is that one of the main things too like that made you decide on that scaling up rather than just scaling down is it, just because of how the new raids are turning into like with the flexibility of them yeah i mean that, that's definitely something that we considered with the, the you know the, the flexibility of the flex system um going into it with the normals running normals for the first you know week couple weeks and building a team up is hey we we can run with 15 people hey we got we have a couple recruits let's bring them in we can run with 17 um we got you know we hey we have a bunch of people um got a 20-man team but we have a couple more recruits so let's run with 22 you know that's Mm -hmm. really nice and i think it's going to make it um uh especially as you do the early heroics and have to clear up which I'm assuming we'll still have to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, that means you can just bring everyone in for the clear, yeah. which is a really, really nice thing. I think will help build a lot of these teams to be a lot bigger than they would be uh, normally. And, well, then the one thing, just in case you didn't know, and maybe some people out there don't know, it's actually going to be two different um, instances. So yes, yeah, Mythic right. is its own thing, and uh, Normal may actually even, they're looking to scale it to 30, which is I mm-hmm. think is is one of the best things that will ever do if they do that. Because like you said, you'll be able to bring in your whole team, 
and recruits that maybe some people you don't like, oh, do we want to start them off on this first mythic boss? Cause it's really challenging. Well, let's see how they handle these bosses on normal mode or well, heroic actually is what yep. we called, but yep. normal now, but, yeah. you know, but you know, let's try it on a little more difficult, see how they play out, see how they're doing, how their numbers are doing, see how they're able to play. And maybe they'll be up to the challenge of like a mythic to be able to bring them in. So, you know, that, that's a very good point that you made of, um, you know, having subbing them in and clearing up and things like that. Um, and then the one thing that you did mention, which is one of the things I want to ask as well is um, when you are going to be going into mythic for the first time, are you going to wait until everybody's at a certain eye level? Or are you just going to go right in right away as soon as you clear a normal mode or I mean heroic mode, or are you just going to wait, get everybody situated, get as much gear as you can and then dive into maybe one of the, you know, the first boss. That's an extremely good question, and one that we where we just really haven't talked about too much yet. Just with the the building a new team, and our priority number one right now is getting Garage down. And um, right now, we just we know our future plans because that's where we're telling people what we need um, for the future. But I imagine it'll be something like we did now, where we you know get geared up, we get our, our regular kill. Um, hopefully, and uh, then start looking at some of the easier heroics. Um, but again, with the idea, like, like, and I completely forgot about this, which I appreciate reminding me. You know, having them have separate lockouts. That means you can do a, you can raid as much as your heart desires, <laughs> um, definitely. Or if if you're pushing for the number one, as much as you're required to. Mm-hmm. Um, but it allows for a lot of flexibility with raiding. Again, in that point, we're able to do a clear and then work on Mythic or only work on Mythic. And then, you know, if you have some other teams you want to scale with, uh, some friends, uh, alt groups mm-hmm. you want to run with, you're able to go help them out, join with them as well. Well, um, and the one thing, too, is that um, there is no IDs in the all the all the instances up till Mythic. Mythic is going to be the only one with an ID associated to it, kind of like how Heroic is. So, you basically everything else is flex mode, where you can yep. literally, like you said, you like you know maybe if you're doing Mythic and say you have a you know one of the convert to raid teams is struggling on a boss, and you can bring in like two of your guys and just have them go help them out. And I think that's one of the things that is going to people are not really noticing now because it's not like that way. You can't go back to normal currently and and raid if you've done Heroic, but in you know, warlords, you'll be able to do that. So, you know, and then you never know, maybe, you know, they'll want to, you know, find some good recruits and some of these, you know, go back and help out raids and things like that. So, um, uh, totally. It's, it's the only reason why I rolled an alt recently mm-hmm. is so I can have a, another, or use my 90 boost to get them geared up. And so I could run with other teams on my off nights for fun. Mm-hmm. You know, that's strictly the reason why I have an alt now. Um, cause I, I don't usually play alts unless they're for the auction house. <laughs> yeah. So, um, uh, so that having that flexibility, I think, is going to be really, really nice. And I think Blizzard's doing a really good thing with trying to bring that community back to the game. Yeah. Uh, that that I've heard that there used to be, I was a part of, but <laughs> I've heard a lot of people talk about that. So I, I completely agree with that sentiment. Yeah, I mean, it's very interesting to how kind of rating has advanced over the years, being able to have people who you know, necessarily, you know, want to be able to just get a raid team quickly and go in with, you know, LFR, which is good enough for them, which I think is a great addition. And then flex mode for players that, you know, don't are necessarily don't want to do, you know, LFR, want to take the next step up, which is going to be normal now. And then, you know, heroic Mm -hmm. being, you know, the new normal, uh, the naming, at least for the naming conventions of it. Um, now I guess Mm -hmm. then going into that as well, um, 
you know, we already kind of went over a little bit of like kind of your thoughts on how heroic reading is kind of shaped up for you in, in Warlord. I mean, yeah. not in Warlords, in uh, Mr. Pandaria. Um, now, what are your what are your hopes and your thoughts on everything that you read about? I mean, we haven't seen any bosses or anything, but we kind of understand of how they maybe want to play it out. Um, what are your hopes for, you know, Warlord's rating going to be? Like, are you going to hope that it's going to be these epic you know, 15, 20 minute encounters, or do you hope that it's just going to be something that's entertaining? Like, what are you looking for in a warlord's rating? Ooh, okay. Um, I like the bosses that have interesting mechanics. Um, a lot like the siege crafter is such a beautifully done fight. There's so much going on and every person is very important in that. So I, th- I think that is, it's a very epic like fight when you get it done to you feel like you've accomplished something very very uh important which is really nice um so i i do enjoy those a lot that have a lot of that personal responsibility that have a lot of the uh you know a lot of you have to do this you have to be perfect in this that yeah you if you're not very precise that you you won't work well on i think those are fun so i'm hoping we get some more fights like that um I really do think that the the thok mechanic, uh, as annoying as kiting is, <laughs> as uh, you know, the do as much damage to him as possible before you get out of this, yeah. um, or in normal, do as much damage as possible uh, until he falls over. Yeah, you're gonna. Uh, I think those those are really fun. So I'm. I mean, I. Th- as a, as, a, as a DPS, as a just sit there and tunnel the boss, I'm hoping for a fight like that. Like, it's just a straight-out DPS race. Kind of like how, uh, I guess, Neuroshen first week was for anybody that tackled it, where it was yeah. just, no one had a, you know, you, because of how the the ad summoning was working, it was actually getting, like, every time you would take, like, a hit of tar- something, like, so every time something would happen, you'd get, like, an extra one, so you basically was like a, a, like a base race in a sense, mm-hmm. to where you had to just burn it, or like a patchwork. I mean, they always like try yep. to bring these out. Iron Juggernaut, I guess, is kind of similar to that, right? Or where it's... Similar, you know, yeah. You'd be able to just pound as much DPS, dodge some stuff, not, you know, die, but be able to, you know, just, you know, do as much DPS as you can in a short amount of time uh, before mm-hmm. everybody everybody dies. Um, so, yeah, and you know, thinking about that as well, like you mentioned with how Thok is, where you, know, you have to run around, you have to kite stuff, you know, are those things? Those are ones that you're actually looking to not do. Is those ones where it's it's almost like a gimmick to the fight to actually survive? It. You want something that's maybe challenging and rewards raiders that you know do the do their abilities correctly. Is that something that you're looking for? Other than like say kite, yeah. kite stuff, you know, if you snare all the ads, you'll win. You know, things like that where you know it maybe not necessarily be something that's intended by the developers. Do you want something like oh you have to go like spoils? You have to kill the side and then. Put pull the lever before the other side blows up. Is that something you're looking forward to? That That's always fun. It, it, the fr- problem is if it glitches out with Thok, if you're too close and he spins around and destroys you. <laughs> um, yeah. The not clearly delineated um, uh, kiting zones yeah. of you're safe in this realm, but not safe here. Yeah. That's a bit troublesome at times. Um, the, the, I, the mechanic from um, uh, Heart of Fear with the Empress, where you have to put the amber pools in the ground 
Okay. To, yeah. To know, get the block. To, I mean, even yeah. on normal, just um, the three amber pools. Mm-hmm. So you got to get people to do that. You got to drag the ad into <laughs> it. How many times did you drag the wrong? Yeah. Ad or, or when just someone kite pool? one into it on accident and then just like wipe it exactly. Wipe it instantly wipe um, it. Yeah. That kind of stuff is it's it's frustrating mm-hmm. because it's you the the you do have control, but it's not. Uh, a fun kind of control, okay, yeah. I think. Okay, so I, I see what you. Yeah. So, so you basically, um, to where you can control the, uh, you know, the elements of what you can do. So, you know, you can send three people off to DPS something, or mm-hmm. go off and you know kill some, you know, kill uh, heal something right away. Kind of like how Neurosan is, where you know you have yep. the tests where people can go DPS, they could go kill stuff, the mm-hmm. tanks and go down and tank and you know all that kind of stuff and basically highlight people's roles rather than make them have to do something that doesn't seem I mean basically loses the ability to control something. And I, I and exactly. I think that's something that a lot of, you know, a lot of heroic raiders like to, we want everything to be able to could be controlled. We don't want to have any of these variables where, you know, what's going to happen, which unfortunately it seems like how garage heroic is where you don't know who's going to be MC, who's going to be MC or yeah, where <laughs> the ads are going to spawn. You know, you could just hope that it'll be on the right people. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. If you're if you're running Garrosh and you're all you only get melee uh, MCs or you or ten man, it's gonna happen. Twenty five probably doesn't happen, but ten man. Up, oh, you got two uh, two range guys MC'd. Up, oh, both melee are MC'd. Oh, that's no problem. But it, both your range uh, two range get MC'd. And there's only two other range out there. That's a big problem. Yeah. Very quickly. Well, and also so. like for heroic twenty five, you kite the ads. Where in ten man, you kill mm-hmm. them. Which is which yep. is very interesting that that they allow these two you know things to happen. I mean, the only twenty five man guild that I know to kill them is Method, and that's it. Like no one else, everybody else kites mm-hmm, them. Mm-hmm. They're the only ones that actually kill them. Um, but then again, that's yep. Method. That's the number one guild in the world. So <laughs> I think yeah. they're okay with being able to do that. But everybody else kites them just because it's a lot easier. So I guess yeah, you you, you can't spare that DPS in ten man. You can't yeah. spare one you know one entire uh, person to do something like that because you have to be pushing so much mm-hmm. on garage himself so um yeah it's 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 hard stuff it's it's it can be very frustrating at times so i guess then what you're hoping for mainly is just that these encounters are not well i mean i think that's also one thing is about the the mythic rating i guess is what we're kind of relating this more towards is it's going to be designed for 20 players and like you said mm-hmm. bring they're going to expect one of every class so it'd be very interesting to see you know say monks shine of where our currently 10 percent boost but maybe our ability to use like flying serpent kick or roll or tiger's lust all this stuff kind of plays into focus as okay you're going to want to at least have one monk in your raid yeah. you know at least one windwalker monk in your raid team especially for mythic so um yeah. now is there any any last thoughts on you know what uh you know you're looking forward to in warlords is there any any maybe non-raiding things you're looking for uh in warlords maybe you know questing or experiences along the way yeah i mean i, I read quest text uh so i i love questing um i'm still working on my lore master when i have time um which is i think it's a lot of fun um but i'm what i'm not rating but i enjoyed the story i'm i'm starting to read some of the books so i'm enjoying the lore as well um because I, I have a lot to take in because i've missed out in the last seven years you know six seven years of game time so i have a lot to catch up on um but the, the the new character models are really really interesting. I'm excited to see what they do with the Draenei uh, after my last race change again. Um, so, but I, I think the, the the mechanics changes, the the itemization changes, uh, the, all the ability pruning, the some in some cases changing abilities and adding abilities is really really cool. Um, 
what I'm probably most excited for is this new tier 17 um, monk uh, <laughs> uh, set. Yeah. You like the giant gem in your face? That <laughs> I, I like the gem in the face. I like the, the fists, the rock fists. Mm-hmm. I think that is just completely awesome. Yeah, it, so. it seems like that the art styles that they're you know they're doing currently <laughs> is is being able to be more enhanced. And I mean, this last one was it was okay, but I mean, it was uh, I think like the, everybody enjoyed the off spec offset a little more with like you know the the shoulders that had like the little pointy shoulders or the feather shoulders for leather yep. you know mm-hmm. that people enjoy having for transmog. So mm-hmm. um, it's gonna be very interesting how everything plays out. So uh, you know, again. Air, thanks very much for joining us on this initial Community Insight episode. And if you want to follow Air on Twitter, uh, you can follow him at A-Y-R Walker, W-A-L-K-E-R on Twitter. And then uh, MonkMeditation.com, obviously, for all the Monk Meditation stuff. And then also, uh, whenever they do stream it, it is going to be on Twitch.tv slash WowMonk. And as you can watch them live and, and troll him in chat and tell him that rogues are really good. And then he'll be very happy, right? <laughs> Yeah, very, very. I know, I know very Chai happy. too would, would probably <laughs> probably have to remove them from from chat just to, for saying how great rogues are. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, they'll probably just they'll come out of the woodwork somehow. You know, what is it? What's the term? Scumbag yeah, rogues. Scumbag rogues. I think yeah. it is. Scumbag always, always rogues. Do, always taking our exactly. gear. Exactly. So again, thanks, Eric, for joining us this week, and uh, it was a really pleasure talking to you. Ah, hey, thank you so much for having me on. It was uh, good to talk to you, and uh, good to be on the uh, Monkcraft. Because I mean, this is this is part of my rotation for listening all the time. So, uh, you, this is good stuff here, definitely. Oh, thank you very much. And then, uh, so if you want to, uh, I guess contact the show, you can contact show at monkcraftpodcast.com, at monkpodcast on Twitter, and then monkcraftpodcast.com, uh, the URL. And then we're going to have more of some of these community insights. Have to get one of like, kind of each class and just kind of go around the rotation and try to hook up with some more people in the community. Um, and if you're interested in joining, if you're out there listening and you're a part of the community, you don't have to be a 25 man heroic rate, top 20 rate or anything like that to be on here. Um, we just want to kind of go into different aspects of the community because there are monks out there like our air here that, um, you know, does raid 10 man heroic and is looking to mythic. So, uh, thanks again for listening this week and we hope to have you back here each and every week on Monkcraft podcast. Take care.